This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Through the nuts and bolts of life, Joe Suchere. The biggest April snowstorm to hit New York City in nearly 40 years rolled in overnight. Uh, the Yankees had to postpone their home opener until tomorrow. Heavy snow filled the seats and blanketed the field. Central Park recorded five and a half inches of snow, making the biggest April snowstorm since 1982 when 9.6 inches fell. So it's not just here, you know. It's uh, she's cold a lot of places. <sighs> all them, all them places. I don't, I don't, I don't want any more snow. And this storm that Dave we Dave gets have, hate mail. Dave gets hate mail. Huh? Dave gets hate mail for he this. Gets hate mail. <laughs> well, there's people that want you to change the eclipse so their kid can see it. <laughs> you know. Uh, this is a two-parter storm we're going to be in. Uh, so. You got that to look forward to. That's great. All right. That's great. I don't like talking about Facebook. There's just something about it that has always. You're anti-social media. Well, let's put it this way. It's been very easy for me to not engage in Facebook. It's Mm -hmm. just not my cup of tea. Right. Uh, and I know it can be engaged in uh, by people for delightful reasons. You know, keep grandma up to date on the kids and the whole thing. Absolutely. I, I get that. Mm-hmm. I get it. But I, I don't like, I, I, I shouldn't say I don't like him. I don't know him. Uh, it, it, I don't like it when people become billionaires not actually having built anything. <laughs> I suppose you could argue that, well, well, no, he built a tremendously successful uh, platform. Platform mm-hmm. for the, yeah, okay. All right. Well, anyway, there's a photographer now calling out Zuckerberg for extreme hypocrisy. Oh. Yeah. Uh, a photographer has accused Zuckerberg of extraordinary hypocrisy after the photographer was escorted to Facebook headquarters. Oh, boy by security guards and accused of breaching Zuckerberg's privacy because the photographer took pictures of him cleaning up dog poop on a public street. Mm -hmm. (laughs) This is award-winning photojournalist Nick Stern said he was stunned when he was approached by a security guard in a golf cart as he sat in his car on a public road and was made to drive to Facebook headquarters in Palo Alto, California. The 50-year-old who lives in L.A. said he had traveled to Palo Alto in April of 2011 to profile Zuckerberg when he first became a public figure. 
He had taken a few photos of the Facebook chief executive walking in public with his dog and girlfriend, Priscilla Chan, some of which were published in the Daily Mail. The world's youngest billionaire at the time proved himself to be a responsible dog owner as he whipped out the plastic bag, crouched down, and cleaned up his new dog's mess near his house. Okay. All right. Like a normal person would. That's right. walk the dog. That's right. Zuckerberg, uh, 33, even posted similar pictures of the dog's mishaps on the dog's very own Facebook page. All right. Uh, But eager to ensure no more pictures of the elusive social media mogul got out, Facebook sent security to find photographer Nick and summon him to their headquarters. Why did he? Why did he go? Why didn't he say, "Here, here's what I got for you"? Well, did they did they tell him what it was for, or did he think, "Oh, I did a story on"? Nick, originally from Hertford in the UK, said he was approached by a security guard in a golf buggy and told to drive to Facebook's head office in Palo Alto. The security guard followed his car to the parking lot, where he was then escorted into the premises and met by two senior Facebook employees who told him he was breaching Zuckerberg's privacy and must stop taking photos of him. Uh, The photographer, who also works as an artist, says the way the meeting was conducted left him feeling intimidated although no direct threats were made. He has now accused Zuckerberg of hypocrisy. Well, you see, there's got to be a reason we're only hearing about this now. Well, we're hearing about it now because Facebook has had a privacy scandal. Oh. The personal data of around 50 yes. million people was sold to a political consulting firm. Yeah. So back in 2011, the guy didn't have a story, really. Yeah, I took a picture of Zuckerberg cleaning up his dog. Uh... Then I had to go to the headquarters and be told I shouldn't do that anymore. He didn't do anything with it at the time, apparently. Wait, I'm misunderstanding this. So when he took the photo of Zuckerberg, he was not doing a story on him? No, he was. he's a, probably a, 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 a paparazzi type, and he was selling the photos to everybody. Oh, because the way you explained it at the beginning, I thought this was all on the up and up. I was confused by that part of it. So he is now bringing it up because of what's going I on think in the so, news. Yeah. yeah. It's ironic uh, that Zuckerberg will go to such extraordinary lengths to protect his own privacy when the privacy of millions of people doesn't appear uh, to have been a high on his priority list, Nick told the Daily Mail. I never once invaded his privacy. I only ever took pictures of him when he was out in public doing normal things like walking his dog. He was becoming a huge public figure at the time, so people were interested to learn about who he was. A short time after the dog pictures were published, I was sat in my car when a security guy pulled up in a golf cart and told me Hmm. I had been summoned to Facebook headquarters. I was shocked. I didn't even know how they knew who I was. The security guard followed me all the way to the parking lot, and then I was escorted to a meeting with Debbie Frost, who was then head of the public policy, and Jonathan Thaw from the PR department. is Is that a joke? Frost and Thaw? I wouldn't have picked up on that. Debbie Frost and Jonathan Thaw? Might be. They told me that Zuckerberg's private and the life of those around him is private and should remain so, and that I had no right pursuing him or stories about him to publish. This is despite the fact he was quickly becoming a huge public figure, and Facebook had millions of users around the world. They did not threaten me as such, but it was an intimidating setup. If anything, the pictures were endearing. It showed that despite being a billionaire, he wasn't afraid of dirty work. Sure. Debbie Frost is now Vice President Global Affairs and Communications at Facebook, and Jonathan Thaw is Vice President of Communications. So Frost and Thaw are real names. Okay. 
the company has faced a global outcry after a whistleblower revealed on March 17 that data from 50 million users was improperly harvested to target U.S. and British voters. Facebook shares have fallen almost 18% since March 17. Uh, users' data was improperly accessed by British political consulting firm Cambridge Analytica, which was hired by Trump's 2016 presidential campaign. The company's uh, CEO, Zuckerberg, has repeatedly apologized and bought full-page ads in U.S. and British newspapers, promising to do more to restrict access to users' information. So I do think the uh, photographer is having his little... uh, moment in the in the sunshine here pointing out that this guy just stole 50 million of you people's uh, dope but d- is it data and he uh had me summoned and get it got a talking to because i took a picture of him cleaning up his dog pool. is it is it also possible though that this photographer was also approached instead of you know was or was it him going to whatever news outlet you got that story from saying hey i got i got something here mm-hmm. because those the people that put the article together would also know that you know Tons of people would read that. Well, the way I see it is, at the point uh, by that point, Zuckerberg was already the the blooming billionaire. Sure, and probably when he goes out in public, he has people that you might not necessarily see, but he's got people keeping their eye on him. Oh, of course. So they pro- those people probably saw this guy taking the picture and that's how they got together. Sure. That would be my guess. Hey, let's go bust down that guy. But reporting isn't what it used to be, especially uh, in the Daily Mail, which uh, which is a, it's a, it's a candy store for goofy stories like this, mm-hmm. but it's uh, often uh, leaves a lot to be desired. The DCL Broadcast Studios, this portion of Garage Logic is brought to you by Metafast Weight Control Centers. And now, a man who has never had a relationship with a tree, Joe Souchere. Remember last week, the Pioneer Press had the piece on the uh, uh, the young gal uh, who is the state archery champion. Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. I found that very interesting that the paper would do that. And then Saturday, the Pioneer Press did another very interesting story on a 14-year-old Twin Cities gal who was a champion in what's called action shooting. And I, I think it's a tip of the cap to the Pioneer Press that they are not afraid to highlight these kids for their weapons of choice in which they compete. So when it, you know, you work there, you work for the, does the, does the newspaper get a lot of backlash when they decide to to publish a story like that? It's interesting you say that. Uh, Because I don't find that odd that they would choose that story, but I'm, you know, I'm not offended by that. It was a long piece in the Saturday paper by Ted, I'm sorry, Tad Vesner. Uh, It's about a 14 year old girl named Dakota Overland. Just a minute, Dakota. You got to get foghorn for that. You can't be in the. That's a state. Uh, Dick, uh, she, her dad, uh, put a gun in her hand when she was three and a half years old. It was a twenty-two rifle, and she's become a, a, a apparently a, just a, a master at this. And uh, she's from Wyoming, Minnesota. She is a rising star in the nation's action shooting competitions. It's a sport stemmed from military-only soldier of fortune matches with some claiming roots back to World War II bullseye competitions. Uh, two weeks ago, Dakota 
Overland took the high lady title at a major match in Missouri, widely seen as the kickoff event for the three-gun season. Those three guns being a semi-automatic rifle, an AR-15 platform in Dakota's case, a tactical 12-gauge shotgun, and a tactical pistol. They are used as she maneuvers among trees, hits targets, and tries to miss others while racing against a stopwatch, timing the silence between her shots. Wow. That sounds neat. Wow. And she's apparently really, really good at it. Uh, Being high lady means the young teen beat all women of all ages. Many military vets, many in law enforcement, and men, too. The competition was split between a series of events, each with roughly 175 competitors of all ages and genders. Dakota placed sixth in two of them, this in an overwhelmingly male-dominated sports sport where roughly one in 10 competitors are women and one in 20 are minors. Uh, and this is a really long piece. It goes on to say uh, uh, she cannot compete on her Forest Lake charter school's trap shooting team uh, because she's a professional shooter okay because she's lost her amateur she's status. lost her amateur status that's this is incredible wow. forgive me if you included this but d- d- what did she win like was there a was there a monetary doesn't amount? say it doesn't say but if she's a pro i bet the, i bet there's dough involved sure huh? well because it's probably got a giant big sponsored apart as a part of it in a major match in Texas the month before, this time shotguns only, Dakota was dubbed High Lady at that event. Come June, she'll travel to France for another shotgun match. Wow. This is this kid's on well, her way. She, and she's got to be making dough doing this if she's so. going to France. Yeah. Many of her classmates know nothing of this. When the school shooting happened in Parkland, Florida, nobody asked her what she thought about it, and she's fine with that. Uh, as as for those aware of her extracurricular activities, they don't have a huge reaction to it. I mean, a lot of them are probably pretty anti-gun, but it's not like they have hatred toward me. Uh, plus, she she has her opinions and has traveled as far as Washington, D.C. to offer them in front of like-minded crowds and skeptical legislative aides. It seems like the Second Amendment, in order to actually protect it, I have to do something about it, she says. Mm-hmm. So, I, again, I, I think this shows incredible balance by a newspaper which it is this goes against the narrative of the modern news gathering organization the modern news gathering organization most generally speaking would not be celebrating a 14 year old girl's shooting accomplishments it just wouldn't be done so i don't know if uh, vesner uh sold this or he's got a special uh, affinity for it or what but this is fantastic good for this kid uh as Dakota's parents sit to one side of their kitchen table, they let her speak without goading. She never glances at them for affirmation. Uh, she's got her views about she thinks guns are for safety only. Uh, she's not giddy when talking about guns. She's calm and speaks with respect. It's also obvious in the way she moves with them, always aware where they're pointed, how many rounds are loaded. The safety is unconsciously uh, on. Uh, her dad helps her, he times her. Uh, I I just think congratulations. What what Chris? Uh, that'd be Howard on line one. Howard. Hey, uh, hail the king! Hail, hail you, Pastor King! Hail you, uh, Mr. Mayor. I need to uh, gently correct you on something, and, and it's the use of the word weapon. All right. And the the public at large, uh, I think one of the problems with 
the whole Second Amendment issue, and I know you're not doing a Second Amendment show, you're just complimenting this young lady on her prowess with this firearm, but that's there, there it is. It's the use of the word weapon instead of firearm. Did That's I say did, did I say weapon? You did. I did. And and so and, and it's it's and, but we all do it. Mm-hmm. But that's kind of the point is that you know we're giving the the lefties all the if you will ammunition that they need to view these things as weapons because we we ourselves are calling them weapons. They're not. They're firearms. Well, they're as, side I, arms. as I quickly scan this story, I'm not seeing the word weapon used. So hats off to the reporter for that. There you go. It must have been yeah. me that introduced it, huh? Let well, me see if there I. There you go. All right, thank you. Uh, I agree with him. A weapon is a, uh, to use a terrible pun, is a loaded word, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Firearm is not as uh, loaded a term. Uh, yeah, I don't think the reporter used the term weapon. I must have. I don't see it in here. So good for him. He's maybe a, maybe Vesner's a, I don't know him. Maybe he's a gun guy. Maybe he knows what he's talking about. So I asked you earlier if a, if a paper like this or any type of news outlet, when they do a story like that, are they going to get a tre- tremendous amount Oh, yeah, amount I was of- going to say, that's interesting, because I went online to uh, specifically read what the comments, comments. would have been like on sure. this story, and they're not uh, showing me any comments. Which leads you to believe that... Which leads me to believe that maybe there was a lot of cruelty expressed towards a 14-year-old. Sure. And to uh, spare her from that, they don't... Write the comments. And for people that just want to read the article, too. Or maybe they spared us the comments because they were all in praise of the 14-year-old. I don't know. Hmm. Uh, Shortly after the Parkland shooting, Dakota school had a drill. They pulled the fire alarm and announced an active shooter over the loudspeaker. Her class locked the door, closed the curtains, and huddled in the corner. Peace officers... Uh, to come uh, are going to take a few minutes. So the only thing we're taught to be able to do is either leave the school or hide. If there was a shooter to come into the school, they go in there knowing that there's nobody who can stop them. They aren't going to have any hesitation. And the fact that I can't have anybody that'll protect me or that my safety won't be in my hands is scary. Uh, When asked about solutions, the first thing out of Dakota's mouth is arming teachers. Hell, if I had this kid in my school, Mm -hmm. I'd create a policy where she gets to have a gun. I would. This kid's really? a, this kid's a champion. There's no evidence. She's nothing but respectful. Can you imagine opening up that can of worms? Oh, though? I know it'll never happen. <laughs> but well, Susie gets to bring a gun to school. Yeah, but Susie's trained. Right. Susie's a high lady. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I do. Yeah. Well, congratulations, kid. Uh, uh, good shooting to you. Uh, we're going to be back in a moment. Uh, but now, uh, thanks to our great friends in Owatonna, Minnesota, at Federated Insurance, where it's their business to protect your business, and nobody does that better than Federated, it's Bruce Vale of the Wall Street Journal and what's left of your money. Well, I hate to be the bearer of bad news, but I've been that quite a bit lately. Stocks are taking a beating as we begin the second quarter of trading this year. Concerns about some big tech names and those ongoing trade concerns weighing on the market today quite heavily. The Dow Jones Industrial Average is down 623 points. The NASDAQ Composite off 225. And the S&P 500 is down 74.
Medina Snowmobile and off-road vehicle maker Polaris Industries agreed to pay a civil penalty of more than $27 million to settle charges that have failed to immediately report defects in some of its products that could create a hazard and risk of injury. Government regulators claimed Polaris had received reports that some of its Razor and Ranger off-road vehicles could catch fire while being driven but failed to report potential problems with the vehicles in a timely manner. Polaris later did recall the vehicles in question. And Anheuser-Busch InBev announced a recall of a limited number of Stella Artois bottles of beer, saying they may contain glass particles due to a packaging defect. The company said the packaging flaw in some 11.2-ounce bottles may cause a small piece of glass to break off and fall into the beer. And when did they go from 12 ounces to 11.2? I didn't see that, I guess. I'm Bruce Vail with your money now on 1500 ESPN. Thanks, Bruce. We We'll check in again with you in one hour. It's locked and loaded, and it's hard to believe with the snow falling outside. But it is Masters Week, and that's why we invite you to join us for the 1500 ESPN Majors Fantasy Golf Challenge. This is so simple, even the mayor can figure it out. You go online to 1500ESPN.com. Here's John Height. Thanks, Joe. Snow and 29 degrees. This update brought to you by the Duluth Trading Company. Visit Duluth Trading Company stores in Fridley, Bloomington, and downtown Duluth. Twins playing a day game in Pittsburgh. Uh, Lance Lynn started his first start as a twin. He didn't do well. Four innings, gave up five earned runs, all five of those in the first inning. But the Twins are, as they say, clawing back into the ballgame. Brian Dozier with a home run. Twins scored four in the sixth. It's now top uh, top of the seventh. Pirates are hitting that ballgame five to four. What I say to the Pirates, <laughs> you, can, you got me right you now, got me right but now. I got you. The Wild face Edmonton tonight <laughs> at the Excel Energy Center. No Ryan Suter. He'll be out for a while and definitely is what the Wild are saying. He suffered a broken fibula on Saturday. Have you guys heard about Anna Christian Becker? No. She's nine years old. Wait, is she a shooter? She's in the third grade. She's not a shooter. Oh. She's a golfer. Really? Nine years old, third grade in Tuscaloosa. I don't want to hear this. Alabama. She probably shoots 58. Somewhere. No, not, not that good. <laughs> However, at nine years old, she's suiting up for the school's varsity boys golf team. Nine years old. Yeah. According to the Tuscaloosa News. Why don't I just quit? <laughs> Are you kidding me? <laughs> According to the Tuscaloosa News, Becker is believed to be the youngest high school varsity athlete in Alabama state history and one of the youngest ever nationwide. I got to think in any sport. Yes, exactly. That's what they're saying. Uh, unlike the state's public school governing body. How old is she? She's nine. Oh, for God. Get her out grade. of here. Uh, now, she shoots. Uh, Becker has earned her spot on the team with steady, consistent rounds, according to the coach there. According to the news, she shoots below 100, routinely drives the ball more than 180 yards. She's younger than when her brother, William, first joined the TA team in fifth grade. So this runs in the family, obviously. What's her last name? Uh, Becker. B-E-C-K-E-R. Is, is her dad a pro? It does not say that. Uh, recently, for her part, she insists she's begun to block out the pressure of varsity golf. Her coach is convinced her early performances are just the first act of a long, uh, successful career. The assistant golf professional at Indian Hills Country Club, where Becker recently carded a 93-96 at a two-day tournament, was stunned she could compete as comprehensively 
as she does. You think there, her old man banged pots and pans over her head when she was trying to swing the tiger? <laughs> <laughs> that I don't know. Mm-hmm. News notes from What today. would you do if uh, you, know, you saw her rolling up on the course and go, hey, you want to you know, make this interesting, Joe? Got my nine-year-old daughter here. I'd probably, she waxed I'd you. probably weep. <laughs> News notes from today. St. Paul man now charged today in connection to a crash that left four people injured and disrupted light rail service on Friday. Criminal complaints says 22-year-old Kanye Lee Williams faces three counts of criminal vehicular operation. About 4.45 Friday afternoon, the complaint says, uh, officers were called to the intersection of University and Chatsworth Avenue on a report of a crash with injuries. When police got there, they located a Honda CRV that had crashed into a utility pole. Officers also located Williams, a driver of the Honda, walking nearby. Four others remained trapped in the car. All parties involved in the crash eventually were out of the car and taken to the hospital. Because of the crash, Metro Transit reported power to the light rail track was cut off, interrupting service on the Green Line. An eyewitness told police they saw the vehicle jerk to the left and hit the pole. Well, at the hospital, Williams told officers he had tried to get around a vehicle in front of him, overcorrected, and hit the pole. The complaint said officers observed the smell of alcohol. His breath test registered .118. In an interview with police, Williams said he had drank, quote, several glasses of a hard liquor mix before driving. If found guilty, Williams faces up to 13 years in prison. The Department of Natural Resources on the lookout for a newer, fairly mysterious aquatic invasive species. It's called brittle naiad. It's only been found in six bodies of water in Minnesota, all in the Twin Cities area. Uh, LD's got to be all over I was going to say the yeah, same yeah. thing. Uh, Kylie Couture is a natural resource specialist with the DNR who knows a little bit about brittle naiad. It's native to Asia and Europe. It's most often found in shallow water, and it's very bushy. She says there's so much more to find out about brittle naid because of what it's capable of doing. Uh, it hinders everything. It can grow so thick that fish can't get through it, leaving them unable to spawn in some areas of vegetation. Boaters and swimmers can become caught up in the underwater plant near shorelines. Native plant life is also effective because brittle naid blocks out sunlight. That stops other plants from growing. You better give me this story when you're done so we can remember to ask uh LD about it when we get our spring uh, report. Okay. You mean after the large amounts of snow we're going to get over the next <laughs> well, 24 hours? Mm-hmm. According to Couture, boaters can help stop the spread of brittle naid by cleaning all plant parts from the boats once they get them out of the water. President Trump demanding today that Congress pass new border legislation using the nuclear option, if necessary, to get it through the Senate. Trump tweeted that the U.S. must build a border wall, but argued that Democrats want no borders, hence drugs and crime. He also said that a deal to help dreamer immigrants is dead because of the Democrats not acting or caring about it. Uh, Trump has previously called for the nuclear option, changing Senate rules to end the filibuster. But Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell has dismissed that option in the past, saying Republicans will welcome the filibuster if they return to being in the minority in the Senate. White House did not immediately answer questions about the president's tweets. The $1.3 trillion funding package that Congress passed last month did include include $1.6 billion in border wall spending, but much of that money can only be used to repair existing segments, not build new sections. President Trump also floating the idea of hosting Russian President Vladimir Putin for a White House summit. That, according to the Kremlin today, the president recently suggested the two might meet soon to talk about the arms race after he congratulated Putin on his re-election late last month. But White House Press Secretary Sarah Huckabee Sanders denied plans for any such meeting were being made and said no major international summits are slated until 
November. Almost one week after that SUV carrying Devontae Hart's family plunged off a cliff in California's Mendocino County, authorities said last night the vehicle came to a full stop before accelerating off the cliff. California Highway Patrol and the Mendocino County Sheriff's Office are continuing to investigate the crash. It killed Jennifer and Sarah Hart, both 38, and their children, Marcus, Jeremiah, and Abigail. Authorities said that while no suicide note had been found, they believe for now the crash may have been intentional based on the absence of skid marks and data from the airbag controllers and other info. How could it get that bad? Spokesperson for police said during the conference call with reporters, the SUV's onboard computer indicated the vehicle drove up to, stopped, and then accelerated over the cliff, a distance of about 70 feet. Devante and his sisters, Hannah and Sierra, who were also believed to have been in the car, remain missing. Acting Assistant Chief Greg Bart said investigators couldn't determine which woman was driving the vehicle. Didn't I read the speedometer was pinned at 90? 90, yeah. yeah but how's that possible in 70 feet? Well, they're not sure. They think uh, perhaps in the fall when the, the vehicle it kept is, accelerating. Oh, the cr- and the crash may have somehow dislodged the thing to put it at 90. What kind, Do we know what kind of SUV? Uh, we don't, no. Because if there's one that goes 90 and 70 feet, I want to hear about it. Yeah. Not to be, uh, right. not to introduce a light no, note into no. a tragedy. Stephen Bochco, a TV producer, writer, many uh, groundbreaking hit shows over the years, has died at the age of 74, according to a representative at Stephen Bochco Productions. He died yesterday morning peacefully, according to a spokesperson. Uh, Bochco's TV credits include a wide array of programs like Hill Street Blues, L.A. Law, Doogie Howser, M.D., and NYPD Blue. Uh, A lot of the shows he created related to the law genre. The Associated Press wrote that Hill Street Blues challenged and confounded the meager audience that sampled it back in 1981. And after some critical acclaim, the series began to connect with viewers, scoring a history-making 27 Emmy nominations the first year it was on the air. Bochco has won 10 primetime Emmy awards throughout his career, including four Peabody Awards. He was 74 years old. You know, during the last commercial break, you were talking about Villanova, Joe. Mm-hmm. I just glanced at the 1500 ESPN bracket challenge. Oh, <laughs> the leader from the station, <clears throat> noted college basketball expert, the rookie mm-hmm. with 66 <laughs> points. Really? Yeah. Who's he got to win it? Uh, he has Michigan. So basically, it's down between me and him. I don't see how anybody can beat Villanova. Yeah, if because I have Villanova winning the championship. So. Well, that was two number one seeds, Kansas and Villanova. I've right. never seen such domination. Yeah, that was a that was a thorough butt kicking. Is wow. what that was. Why can't they do that every night? Why? <laughs> if rookie wins, we will never hear the end of it. Is Dave Dahl available? Uh huh. Here's Dave Dahl. Thank you, Joe. The snow, the heaviest snow, is now lifted to the north, uh, stretching around Stillwater to Forest Lake to uh, Botanoka, and that's lifting northward gradually. So we're going to see the snow taper off a little bit here over the next hour or so. And then after that, uh, pretty much of a break through this evening. More snow, though, develops after 9 or 10 p.m. tonight, and that continues through tomorrow morning. 
I think it'll taper off again by about the lunch hour tomorrow and then gradually taper off during the afternoon. But uh, still a lot of snow to come, three to five inches possible overnight tonight, another three to five inches possible during the day tomorrow. Temperature-wise, we've already slipped to 29. We should get down to about 27 tonight. So the snow that does fall will start to really stick and uh, be a problem for travelers. I think not only this evening's rush hour, but obviously tomorrow morning is going to be a tough one. 32 for the high tomorrow. 30 on Wednesday as it turns partly cloudy. And we're going to stay dry the rest of this week. After the snow moves out tomorrow late in the day, uh, partly cloudy skies expected Wednesday through Saturday. Sunday, another chance of rain, sleet, and snow. Pretty significant snow could fall Sunday evening into Monday. That's a storm system worth watching as well. Temperatures will stay in the 30s for highs. What's uh, this Thursday look like for the Twins opener? Uh, partly cloudy and cold. Yeah. We're going to have quite a bit of sunshine, but only 36. What is the cutoff for not playing? Do you know? I don't know. Because it's the opener, they'll make a call that morning, my guess would yeah. be. Yeah, it's, and it's Friday's an off day. And Friday's an off Friday's day. An off day. And, and then Saturday is scheduled to be what for weather? 35 again, partly oh. cloudy. And then snow on Sunday. Yeah, they're so. going to have to play one of them. <laughs> wow. It's just crazy. Mm-hmm. Dave, our school's going to be in jeopardy tomorrow? Uh, tomorrow morning, they, they could be, especially southwestern parts of the state. Here in the metro, I don't think that that's going to be an issue, but you never know. Yeah. Could could be a problem. We've had quite a few snow days already this year, and could happen again. April 2nd. Yeah, 29 right now. The record is 78. 78. In 1981. In 1981. Nine above. Nine above. In 1877. In 1877. Thank you. Thank you, Joe. Well, as long as that news is so dispiriting... I have a, a, the latest uh, thing we're supposed to get hysterical about. Oh, good. Yeah. Our universe could be destroyed abruptly, destroyed abruptly, in a collision with a bubble of negative energy. Several times a week, it seems like it's full of the bubbles. Mm-hmm. Some people go by there, and there's great big bubbles. Yeah. A fundamental particle that gives mass to all matter in the universe could one day lead to its destruction, physicists have revealed. Experts say that our cosmos uh, may end as abruptly as it began in a collision with a bubble of negative energy created by a Higgs boson, the so-called God particle. The slow demise of our ever-expanding universe is predicted in the standard model of particle physics used by scientists to explain the basic building blocks of matter. You got this, don't you, Reavers? Under it, a force called dark energy is driving accelerating expansion of the universe, which will continue until everything fades to a cold, featureless abyss. So put that in your pipe and smoke it. (laughs) You know what? It's 29 degrees and snowing. But it could be worse. We could have a bubble That's collision. That's right. Uh, the new study suggests the end will come with a bang rather than a whimper. In around, uh, I, I don't know, a couple of years, I guess. Uh, the processes behind this dramatic finale to all life as we know it may have already started. Kickstarted by interaction with a black hole. Where's Stephen Hawking when you need him? Researchers at Harvard made the startling discovery by studying what we already know about the masses of particles and how they interact. The mass of Higgs-Boson theorized since the 1970s and discovered in 2012 at the Large Hadron Collider is believed to be 125 giga-electron volts, 
a measure of energy used in particle accelerator physics. This is way too, this, this is way out of my pay grade. All I know is it's break glass smoke luckies if the bubbles hit. Could you use that to your advantage? What do you mean? Well, if, like, let's say you're a fella and you meet a you new know, gal. In a, in a bar? Pickup line? Do you hear about the, the you know bubble about that's Higgs, coming our uh, way? You know about this Higgs boston? Could be you the know, end of us. We could be rocking into a bubble here, baby. And that's it. We're all we're all done. We're all done. The bubble would grow until it enveloped the entirety of the universe. Oh boy, I don't like that. Uh, I'm not going to finish reading this because I have no. The Higgs boson is an elementary particle in the standard model of particle physics. The Higgs boson gives matter mass. Without it, the universe would be cold, dark, and lifeless. Because of its fundamental importance, the Higgs boson was nicknamed the God particle. All right. It was the fundamental piece of the universe that had been missing since British physicist Peter Higgs predicted its existence in the 1960s. Whoa. Uh, the yawning gap in the standard model of physics appeared to be filled in 2012. Scientists at the Large Hadron Collider dramatically announced the detection of a particle that matched its properties. CERN the European Organization for Nuclear Research, which operates the Large Hadron Collider, a massive particle accelerator straddling the French and Swiss border, later confirmed that the particle was indeed a Higgs boson. Boy, don't tell me there ain't something going on in that uh, <laughs> that collider there. Yeah. I'd be a little nervous, you know. I'm, I, you got your sheepdog out there, and you're in Switzerland, and... Uh, that's where it's going to start. This thing would, you know, get out of whack, and pretty soon uh, the moon would turn to spaghetti, and uh, and then we're done for. It's over. Oh, it wouldn't even be time to have the uh, to have the lucky. Why did you? Why did you think of the the sheepdog? Well, I'm you know it's got to be beautiful there. It's right on the border of what's uh, French and Swiss border. Sure, you got the you got the Saint Bernard out there with the keg, <laughs> and uh, you know some shepherds walking around, and uh, underneath them. You know, mad scientists are trying to accelerate particles. And uh, sure enough, they came up with the Higgser. A Higgs box. Oh. I don't know what to do. Yeah. All right, I got to come back and explain a test you are all going to be I'm nervous. Do, do I need to be nervous? You can take us to break. Okay, I will. Uh... I'll set it up here when we come back. Okay. Can you find it there, Larry? I, uh, give me one second. I can't see this thing. I Several times a week it seems like it's full of the bubbles. Okay, last Friday I gave a started to give a baseball quiz to Reavers. Uh, frequent emailer Tom sent it to me. I got one right. I gave you two questions and then it occurred to me, wait, stop this. Let's have a contest. Yes. Uh, you are a neurotically obsessed fan, but in theory, Royce should top you because he has the experience. Oh, 100%. He has the years. Mm -hmm. Height's a studious fan. Manny's a studious fan. Uh, they've been invited to participate. Uh, there's 40 questions. My only fear is we won't get it in. So we might have to spill it over into uh, sports. Well, we, no, we, we can do it. We, you can get them. You sure. Can, you can do it. I asked the uh, the question I got wrong to a diehard, long-time baseball fan. Yeah. He got it right. The Pete Rose question. Played in the most wins? Yes. Yeah, I 
Even I might have got that one. Right. I, you know, I, I I should have because he played on great teams, sort of, and he played for twenty four years. So actually, it's going to be a thirty eight question test because we Holy can't use. Cow. Well, we can't use the first two questions because you already had that. Yeah, because you already used. Yeah, I used it, and then it occurred to me: wait a minute, dummy, save this. This would be a great. Uh, this would be a great contest to uh, to measure uh, if if you listeners are getting your money's worth mm-hmm. here at the sports station. From these uh, knowledgeable and what baseball fans, better way to get you geared up from the home opener with a foot of snow falling outside. Foot of snow and the low Friday mm-hmm. night five. The low this coming Friday is five. Five. You know, you know what I don't like at the baseball game having to get hot chocolate. I don't do that. No, no. But you can't have hot beer. No. Well, but, no hot beer doesn't do it. it doesn't. Yeah. Oh, uh, speaking of that. There is, I'm going to look it up. This came up weeks ago on the beer show. There is a a, a new beer served warm. I I haven't had it. Hey, can I I participate in the KSTP Masters Challenge? Yes, you can. The 1500 ESPN Masters Challenge? It's Masters Week. Go sign up. Pick your group. There's nine different groups. You pick a golfer from each. The winner of this particular round is going to get a trip for four to Craig. Can I win it? Oh, no, you can't. As an can't. employee? No, you work here. Oh, but I can win it for pride. Mm-hmm. 1500ESPN.com. 1500ESPN is KSTP, St. Paul, Minneapolis. It's 29 and snowing. 